0: So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey,
1: welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts,
2: reacts, and made-up games in between.
0: We're your hosts, Sarah... Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. As many of you may know, I've played in the band Punchline for most of my life. Well, I'm here to tell you that we just released a new song. It's called Can I Get a Break? And I think the title of the song, which is also the main hook of the song, is pretty relatable to how we're all feeling lately. Here's a little preview for you.
3: How many times am I gonna have to start again? Am I gonna have to refresh Cause I put my shoes on every day And I walk out that door I'm getting tired Waiting patiently for progress
0: Can I Get a Break by my band Punchline is now streaming at all the places where you can listen to music. So if you like the way it sounds, go check it out.
1: Everybody and welcome to another episode of horror movie night. This week we were talking about a movie that I picked. This right, this guy over here said let's watch Bitchin' Sorority Babes from the Slime Bowl Bowl-O-Rama, or at least that was the title Man. that Charles Ben really wanted to use. You,
3: I knew <laughs> so I was like who picked this? I was like, if Matt picked it, he's going to flub the name so hard because I have trouble with it. And I don't even have the same trouble speaking as Matt does. And I was like, it had to be Kyle, right? It had to be Kyle. No, it was Matt. It's Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball bowl Orama. We got that off the table. Let's not say it ever again in the next 40 minutes we're just yeah. done speaking the name you know what it is now. you can't
2: use it for the roku like voice <laughs> detective like i tried to say it so many <laughs> times and it started playing something called Slime Ball 2 on spotify and i'm like you just <laughs> i can't i don't like you anymore doesn't Wrong. that make
3: you feel better though because you know that the robot overlords aren't smart enough to take over yet
2: i do i do love to i do love to chalk a point up uh for the humans on those things yeah, those are my that's my favorite win because we don't have a lot of them anymore. <laughs> and if, I can, if I can win over Roku, then we're in we're in good company. It's good. Matt,
3: why'd you pick it? So
1: I picked it because of a couple reasons. Number one, I mean, what a title! But <laughs> secondly, uh, I this was like one of those films I had heard of for a really long time. I think I read somewhere that this is considered the best film of like the short lived USA Up All Night. Like kind of the way that some people some people have like their favorite. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode This was like one of those movies that they Played
3: late night that like
1: Plenty of people saw and well, Everybody just would like,
3: call in and request it That's what it was, it was yeah. the most requested USA Up all night, I did read That in okay. the IMDb trivia I think it was just because yeah, there were so, titties in it yeah, but it was USA. They had to trim them out. How do you even have a movie? The movie's an hour and yeah. 20. Uh, it's I, literally, I tried. It's 79 minutes. How do you even have a 79 minute movie?
1: In the late 90s, David Spade did a stand up special for HBO. And there is one joke that has set rent free in my brain since I saw that, which was him talking about the USA Network. And he's like, the USA Network is the most worthless channel that has ever been built in the history of television. He goes, because let's just address it. We all know that there's some movies that are made that they pretty much just exist to get a little boobage out there. And he's like, the USA Network purchases these movies and cuts out the only reason to watch them and airs wall-to-wall bullshit for 24 straight hours. But his example was he's like, they'll get something like, Summer vacation seventeen, <laughs> and you're just watching like these idiots just bumble around, and then they're like, "Hey guys, it's a boob fest," and then it's like jump cut, jump cut.
3: Man, what a great boob fest! <laughs> and then you're like, it's literally, <laughs> literally guys looking through windows, like, yeah, like it's just like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And there's Holy only three shit, those knockers because of course, yeah, they're on street knockers. tip patrol, like it
2: was in sleepaway
1: yeah, camp too. Yeah, exactly. There's
2: only three <laughs> angles that you can ever shoot frat bo- boys looking through windows <laughs> frat, like there's only there's the, there's through the window there's the left side and then the right side and that's the I, only I, you way can get, you can
3: get from behind and then have it like zoom I, I think I've seen that in I think oh, that might have been okay. sorority house massacre, oh, looking, which is the one that I do not remember very well
2: Looking <laughs> through the window with them as the point of view, yeah. but then you get the boobs. So that you oh, know, oh, you're there's, right. Well, there's well, USA maybe, only maybe has three because, angles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe we could
3: get one where it it goes up, and then it has the problem with that I have every time I try to take a picture through or video through my. Windows is the screen gets in the way the and, you, and the focus like the focus is never there so you never get to see the tits. Um, we have
2: so many woodland creatures I try to take pictures of in our yard that's just all screen. It's exactly. all screen, baby. Dude, like like I, a fucking the imp could literally have gone through our yard and I wouldn't have gotten a goddamn picture. of them. They'd be
3: like, what is that? A walking turd? Yeah, uh, they wouldn't <laughs> so, be wrong either because that's about what this wrong. what, what I, Uncle Impey looks like. Um, Matt, do you want to like dive into the movie, or do you want do you want me to give a quick synopsis? What do you how do you want to? So let
1: me let me explain a little bit real quick. So I did grab this one time from the full moon table at Comic Con because usually we're so close to the full moon table that I always just take a peek, see what they've recently put on Blu-ray. Uh, I would heard so many good things about this particular movie. I know specifically. Uh, Linnea Quigley still speaks very highly about making this movie because it's one of the few films she doesn't get naked in, which she said was like that a was real the, blessing for That was for the, her.
3: the selling point for her is Dave yeah. DeCockto came to, is that how you say his name? Uh, we should I ask think our so. resident-
2: uh, David DeCockto. Ducatu.
3: David <laughs> uh Sorority Girls in the Slimeball Bowl-a-rama is, how it, is his full name. That was the selling point. He came to her and was like, or maybe it was- no, no, he came to her right, and he with the with the script, and, and he said like, Do you any role be? you want, and she took Spider yeah. because there was no nudity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I know that Charles well, N sold this as the imp with a completely different cover, yep. and then was like, mm. <laughs> when he got when he got whoever wrote it to write it, he was like, yeah, so I need you to write this, ASAP, and also take out the imp as the title because it no longer jives with the like it's no longer sellable which I want to know what that time did you guys know that there
2: was an imp in this
3: movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) no for real like because I'm I'm I was of the mind and I wrote this down which which Matt you already spoke upon it a little bit like so it was it was a cult movie that had a following I I remember seeing the advertisement in Fangoria for like a DVD release right and I was of the age at the time where I was like, "Oh, if it's in Fangoria, then it must have had, it must be of some importance." It doesn't even matter if it was like ad space. I was just like, "It's in Fangoria, <laughs> so it's important." I, you know, I'm 12, 13 years old, and then I watched it, and I was like, "I, I hated this." By the way, <laughs> I had no yeah, fun. Yeah, this is my third I had watch. Zero fun. and It has never gotten better. It's never so fun you know. for me. But I did not know the, all that to say. I was like, the imp came comes in, and I'm like, I've never seen a toy. Or a meme or like anything. And then I started questioning myself. I was like, was this really even a cult or popular movie that or did I just assume such because I had so much faith in Fangoria and their advertising that I it, but, it but Matt, you already answered. Falling, it did. But, it did.
1: But, yeah, but it was like I feel like it was just like Scott said, it was the it was the combination of a ridiculous title and boobs. boobs. Like and that's like pretty much all it's got going for. It's it.
0: really
2: but not
3: fun though. Like hey, Kyle, what's your beer?
2: Uh, just a Budweiser, yes! one Budweiser, then I'm so gonna happy get drunk that you're on. We're
3: going with the, the one Budweiser to get you drunk.
2: I did. I did get a 16 ounce though, so I'm gonna be blackout. So just everybody, be, everybody be mindful. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know the thing about this movie that I hate the most, and I mean I don't hate this movie. Like I don't have very strong feelings. I just don't enjoy it. No. You know, like yeah, it is I, a movie I'm that I really boat. would love to never watch again. That's really the (laughs) thing I feel about it. But the thing that I dislike the most is the fact that they're not even trying to be funny. Nope. You know, like it's (laughs) not unintentionally funny and it's not intentionally funny. It's just so middle of the road and the acting is so fucking stupid. And Linnea, like, bless her heart. I love Linnea Quigley. She is an absolute doll of a human being. But I feel like, she's not leading lady material because everything that she says in this is just trash from Return of the Living Dead snark like it's the same snark that she has and I watch Nightmare Sisters as well I mean I've seen a lot of Linnea stuff Mm -hmm. but she really only has one like attitude to give and I don't Mm -hmm. think that Spider needed to be like yeah for everything you yeah. know like it just it, it nothing about this movie works in a fun way and nothing about this movie doesn't work in a fun way it's just it exists and so it's just like there i i, I want to go back to like fucking 93 when usa up all night was playing this shit back to back and people were like calling in saying they want to see it again because i don't know what that cut had because yes, I watched the I'm regular very cut, I don't know what of... it is. And if I you think... take out the boobs, like, and I'm not even a mm. fan of the boobs in this movie because it's not sexy, it's just gratuitous. No, it's the gratuitous water pressure
2: could... of the shower scene was so bad that they took 10 minutes to get the whipped cream <laughs> off of Brink-Stevens. Can Stevens. I say
3: <laughs> that nothing is less sexy than imagining a woman covered in whipped cream? Because you know how fast that shit curdles? All I could yeah. do watching this was just think about how bad she
2: must have smelled. I mean, I mean, yeah.
3: I'm sorry, I don't mean...
2: Not the character, the, you mean, like, the actual, like, the process of...
3: Of getting clean, like, if that really... W- if they, Okay, so let's just say that they were doing the initiation and mm-hmm. they covered her in, both the girls in whipped cream, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they got cleaned off. And then mm-hmm. an hour later, they get in for the shower scene and poor... Um, uh, Lisa, I can't. Re- I can't remember what her name is. I, think I actually, Lisa's I literally
1: just had to pull the wiki page just to get people's names because I was like, I don't remember. They're all just people. There's Spider. Character. There's Babs. Yeah. Spider was lucky. Oh, Babs. Yeah.
3: Babs is the head of the sorority. I don't give a fuck what any of the dudes' names are. Um, they're like Brian. Uh, they're all Brian. <laughs> like <there are laughs> they're all one is Jimmy movie. and one is Keith. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, so they are close. very yep. forgettable um, name. And Calvin. Jimmy, Cal- Cal- Keith, and Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, <laughs> Babs. So also, this sorority is tiny. There are three active members, and there yeah. are two initiates.
2: Um, well, also, they're supposed up. to be tri delta, and the letters on the front are not. Yeah, and there's it's, no it's delta in the. Tri- delta. It's, the <laughs> yeah. it's the greatest. It's the greatest. That is it's one like, thing that on. I like
3: is how this was also filmed in twelve fucking days, twelve nights. Yep. By the way, because <laughs> the, they couldn't even, they didn't even have the budget to rent the bowling alley. During the day, they had to wait until it closed at 9 p.m. Shoot for 12 hours and then be done and cleaned up by 9 a.m. It's a real Kevin Smith
1: making Clerks type story where it's like we (laughs) we have the times that the building is closed. This in the same category as
3: Clerks. I mean, I don't love Clerks, but I would watch (laughs) Clerks again.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, we got to start. We'll start at the very beginning with this. All right. Well, well, I mean, the movie is. I'm trying to explain. Here's the best that I can come up with for why the people watching USA up all night, whatever reason, ate this movie up, is kind of the one thing that I like about it, but I could also see why anybody else with half a brain would hate this, is that it feels like two separate movies just got melded together. Like, the first Mm -hmm. 45 minutes of this movie have no hinting to what the last 30 minutes of this movie is in the slightest. Like, it's just like sea level porkies and then out of nowhere it's just like and here's a puppet like <laughs> like here's a cheap puppet that like is it racist? I can't figure out if that accent that they gave this thing is racist or not. I it makes me feel
3: uncomfortable. Either. I hate
1: it.
2: Really, I really dislike it. Sorry, I don't want to use it.
3: I really dislike it. It's not funny, <laughs> it's not fun.
2: No. And the rap no, is
3: so shit that actually I think so I might bad. use Uncle Impy Holy crap guys so you know how every October I do um, the spooktober riff on Instagram where mm-hmm. I do a riff a day for the the month of October I've done that one two three four years now this is this will be year five year one was, Big anniversary was uh cheddar goblin year two was that cute little monster from I want to say season two of creep show number three or year three was the the um, was one of the, the cock monsters from um, Rock and Roll Nightmare. And then okay. last year's was, um, what was that movie where the monster crawls out of his butthole? Um, bad, oh, bad Milo. Bad Milo, yeah. Milo. Yeah. So yeah. I guess this year has to be Uncle Impy because there is a theme <laughs> to the pictures that I use. I don't also, that. I just want to throw
1: out that you by the end of this October, you'll have created 150 spooky
3: riffs in 5 years. Wait, or 31, I guess more than that. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple yeah, where I did move. one on November 1st as well. So, let's just do 31 yeah, a so little there, bonus. Let's say 124 plus 31. Yeah. yeah, 155. Matt, you know, I've given Wait, you and that's shit. your
2: first full and that's your first full moon creature is going to be the imp.
3: <laughs> well, I'm always going for little Creature, yeah. obscure creatures, as the, the <laughs> spooktubber. Obscure tubber, is the key word like, yes. And I did
2: not know it existed until like a half hour ago, so <laughs> we're fine. <laughs>
3: yeah, so Uncle Impy might have to be this year's. You guys, if I'm coming to you in a couple months, I'm like, Hey, guys, what did I say back in the summer about what I'm going to use for my spooktubber riff picture? Remember, it's Uncle
2: Impy, okay? Remember this day. <laughs> yes. remember I got this day. You um, fucking remember yeah, so, forever.
1: <laughs> so the movie starts off with these three nerds hanging out and the whole impetus of the entire plot (laughs) is that one guy just wants a beer and stooge from night of the demons won't give him a beer Mm -hmm. but he's like if i tell you where the sorority's uh initiation is at will you give me a beer and he's like sure and that's are are we the three guys (laughs) we may be um i
3: I don't really want to conjecture which one of us is which but I also what? love... I mean, Kyle's that, the one drinking a beer, so we got to right, start... I guess so. he's, the, uh, he's the survivor boy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but but we I have to s- mention that, that Hal Havens, a.k.a. Stooge, got that part because Linnea was because like... Of Linnea. I liked doing um, Night of the Demons with him, and she brought him on.
2: Oh, well, that's how I recognize him. And okay.
3: him, in that opening scene...
1: I don't know where they ADR'd his lines for one scene, but it sounds like he's in a can.
3: <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds like they probably they, did they handed the him a of can of beans Band's... tied to a string yeah, exactly. and said,
1: Hey, can you read these lines for us? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> if it works, it works.
1: <laughs> it's but yes, we get into the movie, they spy on the sorority girls, as is the tradition of uh 80s films that take place at college. They find out that the sorority girls have to go to the bowling alley and steal a trophy. They steal a trophy that has a magical amp trapped inside of it. And uh, he grants wishes and or does he. And then also uh, old security guard has his like crack open a beer and be like, it was 30 years this very day type <laughs> speech.
2: Uh, I loved that guy. I took... Way too late in the game, though. <laughs> oh, man. He's, he's amazing, though, because he can't. He is hear great. Shit. He's my favorite part.
3: He, yeah. And, yeah. Actually, I have to agree. He is the best part because um, uh, <laughs> Linnea goes, or Spider, I'm sorry, goes, enough pops. And he goes,. Uh, Yeah, you're right. They called the cops. And then a minute later, she (laughs) goes... Oh, my God. That bit
1: got old so... They did a full five-minute who's on first routine. No, it was
3: great because then (laughs) she goes, sounds like an awful mess. And he goes, nope, he never did confess. How do you... That was... (laughs) The only good writing and acting in this movie. Come on, Matt.
2: It was come on. It was my favorite part. It was my favorite part. And it, I think no that, more like,
1: rhymes,
3: and I mean it.
1: Does anybody want a
3: peanut? <laughs> hey, fun little side note, guys. Megan and I were doing some work outside over the weekend, and um, she repotted a plant. And she came in the house while I was doing dishes. After she repotted the plant, and she handed me this um, little, like baby plant and she was like she was laughing and i'm like what and she was like uh a chipmunk or squirrel planted this and i i, I said o- okay what is it and she said look at it it's a peanut and so we have a peanut <laughs> sprout it's about four inches tall because oh some God. little fucker found a peanut and planted it for later and it just it just grew so i'm gonna have like two peanuts at the end of the at the end of the summer just you wait i'm gonna be rich as fuck. I think I fucking hate Full Moon movies. No, I mean, <laughs> this listen. This
1: is Empire. This isn't Full Moon. Oh, okay. Listen, okay. I go through waves about this, right? And mm-hmm. this is how I've explained it. When I was a child in high school, I was team Full Moon all the way, and I mm-hmm. thought trauma was confusing and weird, and I didn't like it. Yeah. And now... I feel like everything has shifted and I'm so on board for what trauma is handing me. And most of the time when I watch even some of the old full moon movies that I like, they just feel so like cheap and tame and like as offensive and gross and in your face as trauma films get, at least the ones that they make in-house, not the ones that they're like buying, but the ones they make in-house, there is such a clear passion for what they're doing and like so many full moon movies feel like an assembly line film, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just like, we got to put out 10 movies this year. So we're just going to shit these yeah. things. Did you out. look
3: at the director's IMDb?
1: Oh, Dave is oh. crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> crazy <person. laughs> eight movies, he made a talking
3: cat videos a year. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Well, when well, we talk about he, those old, that's like not including giant his cloth. porns, he oh, did like, right. he did but a he lot does, of there. There are like well.
3: six different names. He's got nom de plumes yeah. out the ass. Yeah. No, which is one of that, his movies
1: Yeah I'm sure
2: But he no, did that a talking Quill? cat That was the Quills? big one I always remembered <laughs> which, one, which one did he do?
1: <laughs> it was literally called A Talking Cat
3: Exclamation point question mark Matt's talked about that Before on the show He's And it is Dude if, He's hell bent oh, on having us Discuss that on Patreon I hope it never happens No
1: because I never Want to watch it again It was that. That <laughs> is That is the it. definition Of one where it's like It is only worth watching If you have a Lot of people there Having fun with it But the the voice of of the cat is uh, Eric Roberts. Um, And it literally sounds like they just called him on speakerphone and had him read his lines from his house. I mean, That doesn't surprise me. Let's be real here,
3: If somebody put me in a movie called A Talking Cat and wanted me to be the talking cat, I would not go into a studio. I would also not expect them to pay me or uh, pay for a studio for me to go into it. Right. No, it'd right. be like when Fearless
1: would like hire, or I think it was Fearless or Hopeless, reportedly like when when they would reach out to a band on MySpace to be on one of those Punk fearless. Goes compilations, it would be like, "All right, we want you to be on this comp. You have three weeks to figure out
3: how you're going to record the song and get it to us. Good I luck." Don't, I don't luck. think that was Hopeless. I think that was Fearless because the Punk Goes um, comps were all. Those weren't hopeless. Yeah, I think you're right. That's but all the thing fearless. is, is that a lot of those, the first punk goes pop was phenomenal. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, that's and that's stuff that people put out on their B side records, and that stuff that they played live. I saw Thrice cover "Send Me an Angel" in 2003. Yeah. It was a crazy day. Oh, hell yeah! Um, but like, you know, um, and I, I think that was the same summer that I saw Rufio cover um, "Like a Prayer" live. Those were great covers, and and Thrice put their Semi Angel cover on their B Sides record, but then it yeah. gets like when you get into the if you scroll through the lists,
1: it gets worse. Uh, this is all I'll say if you scroll through the track list of every Punk Goes album. Around the fifth or sixth album, you'll start to notice less and less bands that have hyperlinks on Wikipedia <laughs> as you like get deeper and deeper into it, Listen, and then you if eventually get to me a,
3: and was like, "Do you want to do a punk goes whatever compilation?" I would find the means and the way to do it. I don't have a hyperlink oh, on YouTube sure. or not uh, w- Wikipedia.
1: No, no, for sure. But it definitely got to the point where it's like, "All right, we've got three big name artists that have agreed to do this." <laughs> you found glory, and then we'll. Yeah, then we'll <laughs> fill out the other 10 slots with whoever's, like, got the most fans on MySpace right yes, now and call student it a day. Rick. Yeah, Dude, Student Rick, though, student that, Rick, that, that cover's great. They're
3: fun. I saw them play that one live, too. But uh, I saw them – here's the craziest thing about Student Rick is that I saw them open on this – the craziest fucking lineup that, that I can imagine. Student Rick opened the show. Coheed and Cambria and and then it was the starting line They were just about to to drop say it like you mean it. So they were they were like I think that when I saw them they were three weeks out from say it like you mean it dropping and then Finch was touring for what it is to burn and everyone was there for Finch. It was Mm -hmm. absolutely Absolutely amazing But to think about like student Rick on that lineup like no one knows student Rick Kyle no. pulled that out of his ass because he was looking at the pop punko's pop. Yeah, because I was trying
2: to be funny, and then yeah, I just no, got No, I actually <laughs> like I saw that. My student, my
1: teacher, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it. So two of the only notes I wrote down was: "Is this racist?" Which is, of course, in reference to the imp. And mm-hmm. then the other one I think was: "Is yes. this sexist?" Because, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> because here is the thing: I am like this feels sexist. Yeah. it mm-hmm. certainly does. But then there's that awkward scene where the kid is like rejecting the idea of sex because he get, is recognizing that the woman is not like making decisions under her own
3: volition. And I'm like, Doesn't he's like, let's get you some water. And she says yeah. something to the effect of like, D- is this a- water at a time like this? You know, like it's it's fantastic. <laughs> but I'm like, man, it I would very rarely say the
1: word progressive while talking about sorority <laughs> babes in the slimeball bowl of rama But uh you got it, dude. I know. I really had to think about it though. Like I had to stare intently at the page. I'm Uh, fully torqued (laughs) right now. But but the idea that you have a movie in the '80s, a, a college movie nonetheless, where a character's like, "Hey, hey, hey, babe, you don't seem like you're fully there, and we can't move forward with this." Meanwhile, like a, this is like a year after like Revenge of the Nerds, where it's
3: like it's okay if they like it, like that. Is Wait, like, what was? Yeah, what no did kidding. you did you pick? You picked Pledge Night, right? Yeah, you did. I did pick. And Pledge And yeah. what year was that? Was that '93 or was that late '80s? That was '90. A- '90. Nine. A- oh, okay, so a couple years later from this movie. Is mm-hmm. this uh 89? This is 88. 88, okay. um, yeah. So two two years later, um, we get that scene in Pledge Night where the two dudes are going to double team that girl, and they're like, you go first. No, you go first. And she's like, well, what about what I want? So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for these exploitative movies that Matt's picking, I think that some part of the back of your brain is saying like, I want to point out there's a progressive streak in these movies I don't know I don't know Matt but I'm just gonna go with that okay yeah I'll go yeah. the
1: only other thing that I wrote down that's worth bringing up is because this movie is actually this movie and next week's movie both kind of fall in the same category of like way more tame than you would imagine them to oh, be. will like talk about the why. <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. but but like we do get that sweet decapitated head roll it being rolled down the uh, the yeah. bowling alley, which that will always the, put the, a smile on my face. Yeah.
3: That was but good. But you have that to have good. that. If you're going to have a bowling yeah. alley, if you're going to have a horror movie in a bowling alley, if you don't have a head being used as a bowling ball, don't make the fucking then you're movie. A, then you're a fucking hack.
2: You're yes. A hack. Yeah.
1: You're a hack. It's <laughs> the same thing with, like, I've always thought that, like, any action or horror movie that has a sequence that takes place in a pizza shop and you don't slam somebody's hand through the little like receipt thing on the table like what are you even doing why even use that what? size
3: what <laughs> like if anything it should be they should be putting the Do you hand know what i'm talking through, about i, I worked you, at a pizza know,
1: place for seven years in yeah, high school and college you know what i'm talking about i just always think about that i'm no, always like i'm always
3: people aren't gonna put the hand through that they're gonna put it through the 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 dough roller
1: Maybe I just that's, wanted someone's hand to get
2: slammed. I just feel like that's too inside baseball style for straight <laughs> places. <pizza>. <laughs> <laughs> like that's too that's behind the that's behind the wall where they make all the pizza, man. You don't see that every day. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. I do want to just share one thing that Carly had said because she sometimes likes to pop in and 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 share something. Um, so there's a moment where all three boys are looking. It's the shower scene that takes ten minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking through the door. At brink stevens who i just i i love i like the movies that she since i've always found her unattractive she's just not my style she's got a real. Uh, i think
3: that she's a lot more attractive in her imdb picture because she's got the mm-hmm. betty bangs
2: yeah i think that yeah. really works yeah, yeah, for yeah, her yeah. face yeah not I, and, this and that's, just a, that's just a that's just a personal preference but she just happens to get nude in every movie and 13 14 year old kyle was like <laughs> i'm just not into it but anyway all three of the men are watching them through the door stacked on top of each other mm-hmm. to which carly goes so they're just like hard on top of each other <laughs> just hard dicks um, so like carly, resting on each other's backs this is the college
3: door. for most boys like mm-hmm. hard on top of right. backs and hard yeah of, you know like yeah
2: me and my roommates did this for fun on like a wednesday night like not even looking at anybody yeah, just, like, just, like, just watching tv who wants to
3: put your boner on me is the best yeah, game yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah it's fun but that was that was my last uh my, my last note uh that I, I told carly i would share
3: so two things one is a question and then the other is about the soundtrack and then we can go on to our uh double features okay so the question for you Could- guys is i was getting a real vibe from the girl dressed as bride as F- bride of frankenstein later on were you like the way she delivered her lines were you guys getting a vibe like someone
2: modern i didn't I, honestly no. this is i uh tuned out whenever she popped into the screen I oh she's hit. terrible I just did not care she's, she's absolutely terrible, terrible. I, yeah and I, I i tuned out i didn't i didn't get any That's vibes fine. from her because i forgot she existed
3: so i don't i don't i can't really put my finger on it but mm-hmm. i was getting this weird allison brie when she's building a character in glow vibe and I don't know why. but if okay. you, I can see that now. Like, it's yeah, so Yeah, like, she would have been, shitty. like, one of the
1: failed before she came up with the Russian character. Like, yes. one of her matches okay. is okay. that Thank character. Understand? There you go. Oh, my God. I thought that I was insane. I love that.
3: I mean, I any I reason to talk about Alison Brie and, and Glow. That movie, or that yeah. show is just... It's gone great. before it's Show's time. It's fucking great.
1: Completely wrong. No doubt. The... Let me, we'll get, we're gonna bring up Glow again in a second, uh, okay. when we get to what ben, we watch You want week. me to
3: just say the thing about the, the, the... Yeah,
1: say your thing, we'll get there, but I'll just put a put a pin
2: in okay. Glow first. Okay. <laughs> One, two, Oh, kicked out at two, oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So So, um, the soundtrack, like the theme song from the soundtrack has, also gives me a weird vibe, before the singing starts, it's got like this kind of gallopy thing that gives me a Mega Man theme vibe. Very weird because I was really into it, and then there's a singing. And I'm like, mm, this is voice of the rock aliens all over
2: again. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pia? Pia's somewhere. Oh yeah, Pia
3: is <laughs> like not even getting credited for this movie. But the funnier thing about the the I want to say the soundtrack, but let's just say the theme song because there's not really much orchestration to this film. The man who composed the soundtrack for this film, his name was Guy Moon. He went on. Before to compose music for fight club and minority report those whoa. are huge movies huge, huge shit.
1: is he whoa wait i thought the dust brothers did fight club is he
3: a dust brother uh, i mean his name's guy <laughs> moon i don't know if he's moon dust brother moon dust that would be sick <laughs> but is yeah i was moon? pretty blown away by that that was my favorite thing that i found from from wikipedia that's
2: just lovely because that just means his portfolio probably included some music from this movie uh, if it that's how this to works. To get the in job ni- for Fight 90, Club, they were like, yeah.
3: "We want someone who's an anarchist." What are your credentials, <laughs> you know?
2: Let me tell you. I was in a band, a particular type of band, Charles bands, but I did work. <laughs> 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 that's a good good joke. Hey. thank you. It took me a while to get there. <laughs> I knew where it was. I knew the end point, but I was like, "Oh shit, I'm already on. I'm going downhill quick."
1: I mean, Jose, it is very it's very rare that we get to make this reference, but uh are you trying to say that he's with the band because you oh. can go and purchase some wear with the band t-shirts over
2: at hmnpodcast.com You you, you <laughs> listeners have to because I don't cuz I just keep not liking Charlie <laughs> but
0: I know that you guys
2: shirt,
3: do so you are obviously it's a in gr- the wrong. I,
2: honestly it's it's might probably besides the bloodhook one that you tuned me into on on air <laughs> uh it's <laughs> my favorite shirt that uh horror movie night shirt that we have is, is i'm with the band i think it's fucking brilliant it's just, uh, it's, just not for me. Uh, it's just not for me good it's just not for me i just can't rep i just can't rep it appropriately right. but
0: that's okay that doesn't mean that you can't do you like to laugh geek out on music and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth if so you need to subscribe to one hit thunder Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games
0: in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react.
1: Our friendship might be totally stable,
2: but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics.
0: It is mind-blowing. And
3: heartbreaking.
0: How many original scripts are written every year but are never made?
3: So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors.
0: Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! All
3: right, Matt, so let's let's get away from the the bolarama and get into some double features. What are you subjecting your poor friend's future enemies to? After this, well, we're still sticking around in the Bolarama. They're only going to watch half
1: of a movie as a double feature because we're going to start Cabin Fever, and right around the yes. point where Grim shows up yes. and starts telling the rama story, we're just going to pause that movie and then watch all of sorority girls, sorority babes at the slime ball rama So literally, and you have an hour and a half up right up. there. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, I like we didn't setup. call out the fact that this bad boy is what seventy-five minutes. Long it's
3: seventy-nine minutes, and that's me being generous. Yeah. And do you
2: know how long it took me three viewings? So that's how. <laughs> I finished <laughs> this I, movie I, in thirty
3: minutes on Tubi.
2: <laughs> I can't totally blame. I can't totally blame the movie. Uh, like it was just a busy weekend, but at the same time, it wasn't not the movie. <laughs> I am gonna
3: say you so can so absolutely bl- no. blame the movie. Like no right, one's so gonna Kyle, be mad at you.
1: What yeah. movie are you gonna watch to fix the night?
2: No, so it's so like it's not even about fixing. It's about continuity and consistency and loyalty uh, and completionist. So I'm gonna watch Nightmare Sisters, which was filmed back to back. Yes, with, I, I, <laughs> I know you mentioned you had mentioned it before, yep. but I think actually, like I have you seen Nightmare it? Sisters is, is is I've only I've seen parts of it, and I remember it being a little more. F- Fun for some reason. I think they it's, sort of leaned more into It's also it more exploitative, like so you're getting a yeah. little bit more of everything.
3: Oh, it's did I mention that? I did situation. not mention the fact that that Sorority Babes on IMDb is categorized as exploitation slash teen, which made me laugh more than anything in the movie, because there are yeah. no teenagers yeah, in this. Yeah,
2: that'll get you flagged by the FBI. You don't want to <laughs> fucking do that.
3: I, I'm gonna go with what I believe is Dave's Best puppet master three, Tulan's revenge. Yeah. Hey, nice. What have you, what do you want to promote? You does not I mean, like, whatever you want to talk about. So, so here's the thing. Um, I want to, I want
1: to go back to the glow conversation. Oh, yes, because I loved glow. I was late to getting on to the, Well, actually, no, I watched the first season of glow, then I kind of fell off. And then during the pandemic, I I just started from the beginning and watched everything that had come out at that point. And Netflix used the pandemic as the reason to pull the renewal of Glow. Bullshit. Because their reasoning was that they wouldn't be able to film the show for the the season for at least another year, and that people would lose interest if they didn't have a new season of a show at least a year after the previous season. Anyway, so I watched Stranger Things season <laughs> exactly. four point five, which came out three years after season three. That's three um, years now. I think it was three years. And we got two years to wait until season five, right? I think so. So oh, you know, fuck you, Netflix. I know what your your game, but um, it's fine. I really liked it. I don't understand why the two and a half hour final episode couldn't have just been two or three individual episodes. Because there's plenty of points where it makes total sense to like cut to credits. Here's the just question stuff. though, Matt.
3: Does <laughs> it even matter if you're gonna if they're going to drop a show in in perpetuity or not in perpetuity all at once? onto a streaming service, you know you're going to binge it in two days anyway, what does it matter if there are episodes or if it's literally 10 hours, it's like well, a 10 hour block? I, I, that is, okay, sorry. That's a I great question. I sound way more antagonistic no, a, than I am. No, that's a great question. I actually, and I am, actually, I want to know what your opinions are, both of you. I
1: Well, I will answer it to the best of my ability. Actually what I'm going to talk about next week for What Did I Watch kind of actually Goes into that same tease question the next episode. Yeah, so you better watch all the way through <laughs> next know, week. Blue balls um, for but, seven days. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, I know I agree with you. And I, but this is why I actually really do support what like Disney Plus does and what HBO Max does and what like Amazon Prime is starting to yeah. do with the weekly drops because. What Netflix tried to do, Netflix will only really do the weekly drops on their, like, reality shows. And even then, they dropped them, like, five at a time. Like, when they did The Circle, they dropped, like, four episodes one week, like, four episodes the next week, and then the last three episodes the following week. And it's like, it's like, I guess, but, like, that's not how you build, like, a reasonable chatter and they tried to force that with stranger things and again i see the game that you're pulling netflix dropping season four and then saving the last two episodes until 32 days so that if people decided to sign up for one free month of netflix they had to pay for an extra month to watch the last two episodes of the season that's i'm I'm not an idiot okay yeah that's genius fucking genius (laughs) that's devious. it's it's, it's genius
3: it's lawful evil on the scale but it's it's really good marketing it's a
1: good final two episodes did it need to take me five hours to watch those two episodes probably not that's
3: why it's gonna take me at least until September to finish this fucking season for sure (laughs) and you know all of my complaints that I said earlier in the show uh, a couple weeks ago
1: where I said like I just wish that the Russia stuff wasn't there end of this season still felt the same way felt like the Russia stuff brought nothing to the table Um, but it it has some good moments. It has some moments that drag, but I will say that there are at least one or two moments that will live in my brain forever as just being truly badass moments in in Stranger Things history. And, I mean, when it wants to hit its heavy notes, it does a good job. And it, and it kind of always has done a good job of, like, hitting those notes. And I, uh, I, I will quote uh, Joshua from Fright School when he says, like, if nothing else, like you watch that show, and they have nailed the visual aesthetic of what 1986 is, like I, so the clothing, I, I the can't wood argue panels, that like I, I think that, yeah. that I
3: love, and I said this to Megan, I was like I, I am having the hardest time watching this final, or I thought it was the final season. I didn't realize that there was another yeah. one. Um, I was like I'm having the hardest time watching this final, but new season of Stranger Things, and she was like, you know. I I am off the train. Like I'm not gonna watch anymore because the last season was boring until the very end. And I'm like, yeah, I think that I like the concept of the show way more than the execution. And yeah. that's just I me. mean, I, I, think... I it's not, I'm not the target audience, yeah. and that's totally fine. But one no, thing I'll say it, but... is their choice of music for Eddie Munson. The fact that it is exact, I feel like that was too perfect with Veng, uh, Vecna and the music choice. And the year that they picked... And this is spoiler-free for anybody. Don't be upset. Yeah. It's just... It, it. It's like puzzle pieces locking together. Very, very impressed. Well,
1: that's the thing, is that I don't... You know, when you talk about a lot of other shows... And even, I mean, for Kyle and I as, like, even wrestling fans, like... Mm-hmm. When you're watching wrestling, they, they're they always telling you, like... Oh, trust the process. Like, trust mm-hmm. that the story's gonna get where it goes. And, like, nine times out of ten, it doesn't. Because they're just writing it on the fly. <laughs> yeah. But, right. like, watching... even Even... Feeling that this is like stretched out and too long, I really do believe that everything that we're seeing has been part of the plan from the beginning because it synchronizes still mm-hmm. so well with like the beginning, mm-hmm. and and that's such a rare thing to find in television in general. Did either of you read the article that I posted from Geekscape that the one writer did uh, about all the pop culture references in season four?
3: No, because I haven't watched it yet. Okay,
1: so. What she did was she literally went through season four, and anytime that there was any type of pop culture reference that wasn't like completely on the nose, right? Mm-hmm. She would be like, Let me research what that thing is and see what it tells me about this show. So I think it's in the very first episode. Will is very excited to tell Mike that he got issue 134 of X Men. Issue one thirty four of X Men is the end of the Dark Phoenix saga. Oh yeah, and speci- I, I, Damn it, and, I fucking
3: did yeah, get that ruined for me. Yeah,
1: and and Spoiled. it's not just that; it's like specifically that issue focuses on the Hellfire Club. So it's like they have a group of D and D kids that call themselves the Hellfire Club. He's talking about this issue that has the Hellfire Club. It has Mastermind, who is a dude who fucks with your dreams, and it like pushes Jean Grey to like become the next evolution of her telekinesis. So it's like, it's kind of cool where you're like, man, I think that this whole thing has been the Duffer brothers just desperately doing their own version of dark Phoenix. I mean, <laughs>
3: it's I haven't even, I'm still on episode two. Uh, regular listeners. No, I haven't made it past that in a month. Um, yeah, and i know that it's going to be a dark phoenix saga and i have watched enough of the shitty fox dark phoenix saga to know that this is going to be way better <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> for
1: sure and i don't and i don't think it's going to be a true dark phoenix saga where l turns evil but i do think that in the final season we are going to see such like a crazy ev- where she is
3: like oh this is a undeniable superhero at this point like well i mean like it it's, not- it's been that for at least season in a season three anyway for sure yeah yeah anyway so that's that's all i wanted to say what do you guys watch and what do you guys want to talk about have you guys ever heard of gray gardens the documentary yeah okay kyle has to- yes
2: i fucking love gray gardens all right So um, um, i'm sorry, um, sorry i just so leaned into the mic to fucking quick, tell you
3: we got to
1: take a quick pause just because Dude, I just last week talked about how amazing Jinx Monsoon is. Yes. And, and I, like, was, I was going on. to mention it
3: in that episode, <laughs> but I was like, we hadn't finished Grey Gardens yet, and I'd already had something else to talk about for my What Did I Watch. But holy yeah. fuck, guys. Oh, man. That is camp. <laughs> fucking yep. straight up camp. I understand. Exa- I mean, like, I'm watching this with Megan. She's like, have you never heard of this? And I'm like, because I lived in a straight bubble for my entire fucking life. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I-, I had gay friends in college, but there was no, like, copy of gray gardens hanging out in in my dorm building
2: no no and it's it's right it's something that's right on the cusp of being i won't say it's not being lost right but it's at the cusp of like not having been relevant for a generation yeah. of particularly it's so like
3: weird to watch because yeah. it feels so old but also right. so relevant for like yes I don't I don't want to say gay culture because I feel like that's limiting But I also feel like that they're the ones that kind of propped it up for a long time Right Um, and and drag like gay culture into drag is kind of like that's what Mm -hmm. I mean by them Yeah, propping it up Um, But it's just a wild watch and also I was doing yard work this weekend And I was just thinking about it after the fact and thinking like It's fucking crazy that we have these dynastic political families in America because America was supposed to be against like monarchy but people will still be like Wait, oh Scott, are you telling the
1: American dream didn't play out the way that it was promised
3: <laughs> quiet you listen what I'm trying still to say still is, is that people man. see a name and they're like oh I voted for you fucking ten years ago I'll vote for you again are people that dumb don't answer that question. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Gray Gardens. It is on. Is that Hulu or is it Netflix? Doesn't matter. Find it on streaming services. Watch the shit out of it. If you've seen it before, watch it again. When this drops, let's talk about it in the group. It's yeah. fucking amazing. This is this yeah. is not for everybody, and I will start with. That. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm.
1: But it is. <laughs> After you watch, after you watch Gray Gardens, also if it's on Netflix, then also on Netflix. Scroll on over to Documentary Now which was a anthology series that was created by Fred Armisen and Will Forte where they just did like style parodies of different documentaries. And the first episode is Grey Gardens as a horror movie. Oh my God.
3: Um (laughs) What? It actually might not be for me, but I am (laughs) willing to take a chance. That, Just, that
2: whole show is, is fucking brilliant. Dude, the, that the like, full so season good. that they did based on
1: Wild Country where it was like we went into the all you could eat buffet and we licked all of the lettuce to give everybody salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> like, <it's> like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so good it's so good yeah I'll I'll, I'll I'll bring it on home the same way that uh, Chattanooga Film Festival brought it on home for me it was their closing night film uh, so I'll, I'll bookend it here because I watched a ton of shit in the middle of it but it was a lot of short films some foreign stuff but one that I think that people our listeners would particularly like hopefully it gets a good release is a movie called Night Shift two words not the not Last Shift which is a, a horror movie from like maybe 5 years ago now which really is also movie, really actually. really good. Yeah, we're going to um, we're
3: going to do it in a couple years. So get ready. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. No, it's great. It's great. But this one's called Night Shift and it's more of a thriller, a single location thriller of a woman who is on her new job as the night shift cleanup crew of a f- of a warehouse. Uh, this particular one was shot in a furniture warehouse. I don't know if they specifically say that in the movie, but it's just a big warehouse that needs obviously cleaning before the next day starts, sweeping all the sawdust, bathrooms, you know, like organizing, whatever. And there are four to there are a, there are a group of masked assailants that come in and they attempt to attack her. It's it looks amazing. It's shot so well and the fact that it was done so on the budget that it was which was fucking very cheap they shoot at night because it was a functional warehouse they only shot on weekends so they shot it over like six months and the continuity of trying to keep up a thriller that is like a chase thriller in a huge warehouse was just like it was just incredible it was very like you're next without a family (laughs) it was it was very like a woman trying to survive and Uh, I just I just I loved it and it was so well done and very tense and has some great gore scenes too. highly recommend it if, if it comes out and it's easy to see even if it's not easy to see if it's like if you can grab it on demand or something like. I I, I highly recommend it. called Night Shift.
1: That plays fantastic this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, fun. And
2: it's tight. It's tight. It's like 90 minutes, if that. Love it. Love it. Love to hear it. All
1: right. So we got one last thing, which is, of course, an email. We got a new email, guys. Uh, I sent a screenshot to both of y'all already, but we're going to read it anyway. Uh, From Ron. Ron from New Jersey. He says, hey, guys, I've been listening to the podcast for a very long time, and I love what Scott and Matt do. Kyle's taking a little bit to get used to, though, because his taste in boobies are as bad as his taste in states. I mean, come on. Connecticut, it's completely useless. What do they have? Yale? <laughs> what? That's about it. It's really just a more pretentious version of Rhode Island. When you want a beach, you come to New Jersey. We got good food. It's the same thing. Anyway, I love the podcast. I hope it gets bigger. <laughs> now I wish that I had a Patreon before I heard that Solar Babies was a choice for watching Great pick, by the way, Scott. That's a hell of a movie. Looking forward to the future of the show and hopeful return of Brian because it's so fun listening to how unprepared he is. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Ron from New Jersey. That email was essentially just a roast of Kyle for half of it. Mm-hmm. Slight backhand compliment on the I wish it would get big. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. and, and I, uh, see, I see you looking for Brian. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hear you. Do you like to laugh? So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast.
1: Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with
2: facts, reacts, and made-up games in between.
0: We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie...